The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Hey there, audio listener. I'm going to make this really quick. I'm, I'm trying to sound like uh, Stephen Crowder, how he does that. Hey, audio listener. Uh, part two. Okay. If you're listening to this before you listen to the previous episode, you're fucking up. You're doing it wrong. Okay. This is part two of a two-part series. I want you to go back, make sure that you heard the first one. If you didn't check out the first video version on YouTube, which is really how you should be checking this episode out. However, if you're like me, I don't really watch many podcasts. That's why I don't have many video content episodes. However, when it's very necessary, I have been putting some of the video episodes, the visual focused episodes on YouTube. So audio listener, if you are here at the second one and you had not heard the first, I cannot stress. This is a two part series that builds this. This episode here builds off the first. So uh, going through the book. All Tomorrows by C.M. Kozeman, a.k.a. Nemo Ramjet. I don't know if I should say Nemo Ramjet, a.k.a. C.M. Kozeman, because his pen name is Nemo, which Nemo means nobody. It's kind of an interesting pen name. And uh, once people started not thinking he was a complete psychopath for writing this and drawing these weird, weird creatures, uh, I think he wanted to, people to know that it was him. You know, he wanted to pull a big dick move and flex on people for being like, hey, I wrote that. I wrote that, baby. Okay. So it's a great, really phenomenally interesting book. And just the concept is is incredible. So uh hope you checked out both portions. I hope that you show Random Randy over at the Red Thread podcast some love too. Uh, you know, really, really unique topics that he's covering. Much different than my show, but a like-minded individual in some ways. We don't agree on everything. But uh I hope that you enjoyed this, guys, because I really did actually uh kind of opened my mind up a little bit just hearing randy's thoughts on these things i give my thoughts on some of these creatures i really like the colonials as you could tell from the uh first episode this weird creature that is forms up with other creatures like it and it's essentially a human quilt it's fully conscious but it can't move it's just one of the most scary concepts that i've ever heard and like we talk about in the first episode There's humans that, you know, that have these qualities. You know, there's some people that seem like the colonials or the Q, right? I mean, the Q would be like your presidents and your world leaders, which if you don't know what the Q is in regards to this book, go listen to the first episode. 
But um, yeah, incredible stuff and uh, really, really fun, dude. So thanks again, Randy. Uh, if you're hearing this intro, you're a great guy. And I think that your podcast needs to be way bigger than it is. Um, and it will get there, dude. Just keep grinding it out. And thanks for your support, listeners. And uh, I'm not going to plug my stuff. Hopefully you're hearing this. And I mean, you probably know where to find me at Patreon and my website. And, you know, Manscaped supports the show and they're freaking awesome. So I uh, wanted to keep this one super short because, uh, yeah, two episodes in one day. You can't beat that. And I uh, hope that you check out the visuals on YouTube, of course. So I will see you very soon, guys. Doomsday episode coming, and I'm very, very excited about that one. So take care and enjoy this damn part two. Well, folks, part two is upon you right now with Random Randy, dude. I'm very excited to uh, be doing this. You know, for my little YouTube channel, man, the the uh, the video that we did of part one, Seems to be pretty good, man. Of course, this is a visual heavy topic, talking about different yeah, breeds of aliens and so on. So, yeah, hundred percent. And the visuals are are stunning. So, you know, again, I, I uh, uh, compel uh, anybody to to go and take a look at this book, and uh, you know, just kind of like give it some thought. You know what I mean? Think about who you know that maybe kind of fits into one of these categories yeah. or days that you've had that kind of fit into one of these. You know, we've we've all got yeah. like. Uh, apparently a lot of us are are trending towards like an insectophage uh lifestyle because that's what they're really trying to push on us right now kind of makes you wonder <laughs> you know what kind of humans do they think we are they're like here eat bugs you know what i mean so yeah well, <laughs> that's kind of interesting i think that's right about where we left off too so yeah dude well that's the thing man so uh again you know you brought this idea to my attention this book of uh you know it's called all tomorrows it was about to be called all yesterdays and this is just kind of the archetypes it's myriad species uh sort of an alternative history of uh you know how humans uh you know created these these creatures dude so you know, you're the expert here as far as I'm concerned. And I, before we really roll well, yeah. into it, we'll, we'll give a quick, uh, quick breakdown kind of, uh, of, of the gist of this for those that, that maybe haven't tuned into the exactly, first one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you have these alternate histories, um, and then you have like fables and tales. This could fit into kind of either category, depending on the way you look at things. I myself tend to look at pretty much every tale as a tiny piece of the larger puzzle. So um, this book was really helpful for me to um, kind of, I don't know, develop a different type of understanding as to why (laughs) some people are the way they are. And like, if you could tie it to, uh, you know, it going back to each of us, like each of these personality traits or types of people in society being an actual different species, you know, maybe that'll make it a little easier for some people (laughs) to understand uh why each individual person is on their own page or seems like maybe sometimes they're their own species you know what i mean like you've got these uh people out there that are like super big about bug protein and, and like we look at it like oh they're just evil and want to have all the beef for themselves but like realistically what if these people are wired differently and and maybe come from a, a past or have a more direct lineage if you will or or like genetic phenotype that fits closer to one of these insectophage type creatures so um yeah so it's just a different way to look at what we're dealing with in the world um you know maybe it helps me to give people some grace um you know what i mean when i see these kinds of traits uh pop up in in life and in people 
it's like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe it's not their fault. Maybe their grandma was a freaking bug eating, you know what yeah. I mean? Blah, 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 or a crab person, or, you know what I mean? Or maybe it was, uh, they're just swimmers and they're, they're out of place because they're in the Midwest, you know what I mean? So there's all these different, different well, dude, ways you can look at things. Randy, I was just talking with, uh, with Nico from Upstate Unconventional and he was kind of describing to me the whole idea of what kosher really means. Cause I've talked to people that follow it and they, they really couldn't describe it to me. And Nico broke it down really well for me. And and actually, uh, you know, crickets and and bugs like that, different types of locusts are kosher and pigs are not. You know what I mean? Right, uh, yeah. And then there's even some debate when it comes to like webbed footed, uh, you know, birds like ducks. You know, there's there's some debate there. So myself, I'd much rather eat a pig or or a duck than a cricket. I mean, that's one of the last things I would want to eat. Me and my sister, full disclosure, did eat a couple of crickets that were dead, uh, and they were salt and vinegar flavored. They were actually really good over here at this uh, tourist <laughs> yeah, attraction awesome. here in Tucson. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and you know, I do challenge people to to try try things that you're not like jiving with. Just dude, try everything. You, you know, especially if you're one of these people that thinks you only live once, right? Exactly. <laughs> Might as well try right. everything if you if YOLO. You know what I mean? Not saying, you know, build an entire society structure on on eating of bugs. But, um, you know, (laughs) this is you're going to see this start coming up a little more in the next few years. Um, It's already kind of popping up on the fringe kind of delicacy side of things like these restaurants that have bug platters. Yeah. And bugs, the fast food. So, so, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's it's just like uh, you're going to see these if you really lean into this book and look at the different uh, types of they're essentially called post humans because what happens is uh there's a species and it's all human and they live on mars and they live on earth and then they start um warring with each other and then like they finally get to a place where they're where they're getting along and working together and being nice to each other sharing information which um the interesting thing about the way they share information is it's just an energetic transfer they're not flying to each other's planet and and you know what i mean setting foot on each other's planet they're sending information back and forth and this is kind of important and i bring this up because this applies to um the other if you want to call them alternative histories involving mars and and earthlings being on mars or humans being you know part of a solar system community um you know a lot of people think that it's one of those situations where like we're flying back and forth you know what i mean to each other's planets that maybe necessarily or wasn't necessarily the case um what it is is you know genetics will be sent and the information to start those genetics whether it's like um you know what i mean seeds and and uh terraforming or once it, that part happens um sending the genetic information uh maybe within within a comet full of water or whatever the situation calls for right these um these world like worldwide modifications were made to uh allow humans to you know, thrive and, and they did. And then they got to a certain point of thriving. And then these Q came along and they were like, Oh, let's, since they're already had summer of man or their golden age, you know, let's disrupt all that. And, you know, anybody alive right now is very familiar with, um, you know, the side of society or of humanity or of, of life that you can call it dark or you can call it disruptive. Um, you know, or you can call it distortion. I've heard it distortion is is a good way to look at, you know, the dark side of things um, without diving too deep into the darkness anyway. But um, so these Q, you know, 
split humanity up into all of these different subhumans. And um, so it's kind of a subhuman trait, like you see here with the insect insectophage or insectophagi. Um, you know, uh, these traits, <laughs> these traits pop in <laughs> from time yeah. to time. And we're in one of those moments right now where it's like, oh, yeah, bugs are are phenomenal. And who knows, maybe in some distant past, right, or some distant future, there will be a whole group of humans <laughs> just hanging out with super long bug eating tongues, dude, that don't need forks and knives. You know what I mean? I've done away with chopsticks. And, and that's that. And um, I don't know if you've ever read the book Dune, Ryan. I have not. Uh, or or seen the movies and uh saw the movie uh, the, the okay. newer one well, not the well old there's one, these though. creatures uh that essentially are called the spacing guild in in dune and they're very kind of similar to the the spacers in that like they evolved for for life in space so you know what i mean they kind of devolve like different weird limbs and like, you like know, there's these, low these gravity grasping. right 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 and apparently these things uh you see they're they're uh modified sphincter here is they jet they fart themselves around their ship when they're in zero g so um you know that's pretty cool and, and it's kind of reminiscent of what we see in like squids and stuff here on earth as well as like the long dangly kind of almost tentacular fingers here i like that word that was pretty nice tentacular. that was great <laughs> yeah you just make so, that up right now well, uh, and the, yeah dude <laughs> interesting the idea of the the ink coming out of the squids you know what i mean and and i think that you hit the nail on the head there that's that's a great observation dude right so i mean who's to say that perhaps in the past like we weren't in a situation where everything was much more human like i mean we're learning now that the brains of things like octopi and uh, squids are like phenomenally developed highly you know evolved I mean? yeah so so i mean imagine if you put a squid in space and give them millions or billions of years to to figure shit out and figure out how to you know locomote with this little jet thing this jet ass down here and um you know what i mean interact with things but through a light touch because you're in zero g you know you don't want to push too hard on something and you go fly in the other direction so you have a very delicate light finger and and boy, this this kind of skeletal structure would do it. The the interesting thing here, though, also is is the clown hair yeah. and the reminiscent face of like Gollum. You know what yeah. I mean? When you're in the dark for that long, you know, maybe that's this is what happens to your face, like inadvertently. Well, and it gives you an impression of, of the grays too, right? I mean, like, and and you said you said quite a few things there. There's a really credible yeah. theory actually that uh squid eggs and octopus eggs actually came in to earth initially from outer space and if you put like a squid in a jar it's it can supposedly open itself out of the jar let itself out so yeah they are highly evolved and, and they their skin is is it's kind of like um like its own built-in cloaking device i mean this is this is a, a behavior that a lot of people see when it comes to ufos and UAVs, right? They see this kind of cloaking action happen. And from what people say, it's it's kind of a very organic looking cloaking action. Like you can see it, but it kind of blends with the background. And that's reminiscent of like a squid. But um, this, this I love, the Ruin Haunters is um, very reminiscent to me of the bowler hat type English people. You know what I mean? That um, that we, we often call inheritors in our circle. Um it's very similar to the ruin haunters. Basically uh, this group of humanity um, just was on a world that had the, the ruins of, you know, ancient humanity there along with the ruined technology. Maybe some of it wasn't ruined. So these, these people uh, kind of had a, 
a shoe in to dominance. You know what I mean? So they uh, found all of this, all of these ruins and all of this technology and all of this stuff left by the previous civilization, uh, similar to what I think is going on here right now. Um, you know, and this, this issue with like, what's weird about the 1800s and shit, right. And the early seven or late 1700s. Um, so this species is, is just lucky in that it's access to the heritage of its ancestors. So we see a lot of technologies and stuff around the world right now. Um, monstrous ruins, right. Uh, traces of star people. There's a lot of, a lot of like, um, uh, cave art and stuff suggesting that these, you know, people came from the stars and, uh, or were even here for a period of time in the past. But now, uh, a lot of humanity anymore is, is simply that of a ruin haunter, right? That just feel entitled to their claim on things simply because they got there first and found the ship first. You that know, name I, is really interesting too, Ru- like haunting ruins, you know, haunting the old world, like, you know, just kind of cursing it, changing, changing tradition in a way, right? Yeah, and I mean, just occupying out of place. Like, you know, a haunting, a haunting is just like, like occupied out of, out of time or out of dimension or out of the moment. Um, the interesting thing about, about haunting is you can, you can haunt yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? You can haunt others. Others can haunt you. So what exactly is our relationship to these ruins? Are, are we haunting them or are they haunting us or maybe a little bit of both? Cause you know, anybody that's looked into like Tartaria and all this uh, hidden uh, archeological history, it, it could be very haunting. So that in itself is, is pretty awesome yeah um do, do you think that we should read this uh sentience reborn um I, or just kind of paraphrase yeah, we can it? we can uh we can pretty much paraphrase it um so all right so it's basically just explaining uh that there will be periods of of like enlightenment um there will be periods of of darkness you know this is a cyclical thing um you know, like stars emerging from the fog, new civilizations were born out of the shattered remnants of mankind. And, um, you know, again, I think we we see some of this stuff in this book is very relevant for what we see going on in the world. You know, they're constantly digging up ruins, um, piecing together the shattered remnants of mankind, even though they like to attribute uh, everything to ancient aliens. I mean, through the lens of this book, uh, everything is human. So, so it's something to consider. It's, it's definitely an interesting uh, perspective. I really like of... this last bit here, dude. Sooner or later, human intelligence returned to the cosmos, but except from their shared ancestry, these new people had nothing in common with quote people of today or even each other. So that's, that's Absolutely. something I think that a lot of people can relate to, dude. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, um, then we, you know, we come to a point also where, the, where there may be, um, and we see evidence of this happening in the past, where maybe there was an extinction, right? Um, not all of the human animals made it through. In fact, it must be realized that the majority of post-Q humans died uh, out during the eras of transition. Uh, extinction, the utter absolute death of an entire family, entire community, entire species was rampant in the galaxy. So it suggests that, you know, life like death is, uh, is a part of, of the cycle of time. And, and, you know, um, even goes so further as to say there was nothing cruel or dramatic in all of this extinction was as common and as natural as speciation. Um, so, uh, evolution, in other words, um, sometimes a species simply failed to adapt 
to competition or the abrupt change of conditions. Uh, in other occasions, their numbers dwindled across imperceptible gulfs of time. Um, you know, so this is uh, suggesting quite a different story than what we're told about 6,000 years or 12,000 years being the sum total of humanity. Um, so this way or the other, human animals faded out. Uh, in all of this death, however, there's new life. As one species vacated a certain niche, niche uh, others would soon step in and take its place. And, and so we see a lot of that going on. I mean, we know that when, you know, people got to, quote unquote, the new world, um, they were stepping into old niches, right? Like these old cities and stuff, filling the blanks with myriads of diverse and varied forms. Um, and, dis- and that's in despite of the fallen, the flow of life would proceed blazing in constant turnover. So it just suggests the, the constant transition and, and changing of the times. We see a lot of that in, uh, in astrology. Um, you know, with the shifting of, of different zodiac signs and that sort of thing, there's periods of, of growth and periods of decline. And apparently we seem to be in a period of decline currently. So this is super interesting because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things uh, in a lot of different sci-fi that are suggestive of like snake or serpentine creatures having like a very high level of sentience. And uh, what's really cool about these snake people here, Ryan, is, is like their habitat is all of these what what looked to me like sewers, right? So you think like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know what I mean? Or or a lot of these things that we had considered maybe in the past, underground subways. Like, is it a possibility that there there were, as we're seeing evidence of, different types of humanity right here where we are, right in this realm right now, right? Yeah. So So I don't think this is as far of a fiction as, you know what I mean, those folks in charge would have us believe. Um, we see tons of these very round shaped tunnels in the underworld. Um, uh, they're called sewers or cisterns now. But, you know, back in this past time before this flood, right, it is it is said that there were abominations, right, as it's put like on this earth of of like different types of uh, crossing of species and shit. And this is why like the flood had to come and cleanse the the bloodlines or, or whatever it was supposed to do so maybe these these snake uh people which were highly intelligent from what i see and um what's crazy is they develop like like a hand out of yeah. their tail yeah that's weird dude and supposedly that would move them along and something that you said in the first episode that we did about this book was the the beetlejuice idea i mean this is exactly the stripes and everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's yeah. an inspiration there, but you know, and the sandworms, and and again with Dune, um, and the Dune face. had had the sandworms, uh, and uh, you know, we we see like I've been really looking into like all these sinkholes and stuff around the world that are perfectly round, right? Yeah, and and like, and they're like ridged as if, God, I don't know if it, as if they were a giant worm or a giant snake. So so that's interesting in itself, and. Uh, you know, yeah, we're we're kind of breezing through these a little quicker than last time, just to to get this wrapped up and get the full visual to to people out there. What really struck me interesting about these killer folk is is as they're called is uh, the resemblance to like early 1900s British French legionnaires, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, they yeah. kind of have that look to them. And um, if you know anything about the French Legion, it, it basically was kind of the new Roman legion, they just went and conquered all types of shit, India, um, you know, France, all the way down to the Middle East. And they've 
you know, massacred tons of people. Uh, so this is very reminiscent of that period in humanity, very recent, you know, a hundred years, maybe a little more uh, from where we are today. So uh, the planet of the killer folk is an archeologist paradise. It has more buried dark ages, ruined cultures and fallen kingdoms than any other world. Um, this speaks to me too, <laughs> when it comes to our current world also uh, is, I mean, we're just finding layer after layer of information and buried culture. So um, who's to say that each of these types of hum humans, post-humans, pre-humans, hasn't already been right where we're at. And, you know, everything happens at the same time all the time. So so well, we are cool. sharing this world with with these other uh, possibilities. You know what I mean? People like to negate possibility. And, and it's... Yeah. There's only yeah. like infinite <laughs> possibility. You can't negate anything. I mean, creation is a beautiful thing, right? It it Absolutely. goes directions that we have <laughs> no say or or even a sight of. Um, well, right and, next and to us, Randy. What's so interesting, honestly, dude? Like, I, I we didn't even really intend on doing this, but we stopped at such a great time because all of the ones that we're covering right now are descendants of one of the ones that we covered in the first episodes. And I'm sure that the that the author deliberately constructed the book like that, like at a middle point, you know, the evolution switches and then we're moving on to the second gen of all these creatures. But right. it could be that we're kind of living through this time right now. Right. I mean, we had a, a certain style of man and woman or whatever before. And now we're moving into some shit where it's like there's all kinds of different descendants and different yeah, and, types and you know, in, in humanity, in the world, we see like diversity is becoming kind of kind of blended um you know what i mean you, you've got a lot of different mixing of different localities and races going on in the world so you almost have this second generation or you know this each next generation almost of man it seems like is a little bit more evolved whether <laughs> you know whether yeah. we appear to be evolved or not or whether we act evolved uh we're still you know the newer model than our parents were right or like yeah, yeah, their yeah. parents before them so, yeah, this is also kind of like that. So you have like the swimmers uh, are are swimming, so they, they can't create their own tools. So what do they do? They they breed them out of their environment and apparently like out of themselves. So, you know, they breed these parasitic things to hang out with them and, you know what I mean, keep them clean instead of developing like a cleaning tool because they're unable to use tools. And they have things like these, these uh, different anemones and different types of crustaceans and sea life to suit whatever goal which is really interesting it makes you wonder about the power of the mind <laughs> you know if they're able to uh breed these things and and genetically like modify these things with no tools that really speaks to the power of consciousness you know what i mean so are their so mouths sewn cool. shut are isn't that weird looking I, maybe it's just a pre pre porpoise type of human mouth so they still had lips i guess at that point which is kind of freaky interesting okay yeah, tool <laughs> definitely <breeders>. freaky <laughs> yeah man so, yeah, there's so they, much they there breed their own tool yeah they breed their tools and uh you know interesting thing about humans now is look at the ox and plow right um and all mm. these other things that, that we uh i mean just even the term horsepower comes from the term of the power of a horse right so we have bred our tools kind of yeah, um, how many horses are in this motor? Like, you know, how how much towing capacity? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, move? we're in a technological point now, but in the past, uh, you know, our technology could only get us so far, so we had to start breeding 
uh, different situations, um, different goats and pigs and dogs, right? Hunting dogs, chilling dogs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Bread cats so that we can have them in the house. So they're not huge. Right. So, yeah, I do. so we're, we're kind of like tool breeders in that sense, which is interesting. dude. <laughs> it's super interesting. Well, the Soros sapiens, uh, the livestock of the lizard herders. Yeah. That's so yeah, this is this is humanity right now. <laughs> we got the lizard men on our back and we need to just uh, <laughs> wake the fuck up and get these lizards off our back, guys. <laughs> okay. <Dude. laughs> but look I, at that little thing right there on his shoulder, too. It's like a devil. You see that? Yeah, or or like um the symbol for uh is it Isis um in Egypt? Very similar to, you know, they have the two horns that come off yeah. of the of the like a sun disc and you have the two kind of horn things so yeah that's super interesting and the, these types of symbols go way back you know what i mean way yeah, back. yeah yeah and there's even some symbols here that are, are weird on this little thing whatever's sitting there that stick uh oh and there's yeah, glyphs yeah, the... and there's the crazy thing about glyphs is um we see this kind of echoed through time too like you go further back in the past and it's less less spelling or less words and more pictographs right um we're in a situation now with our language that it's it's all spelling it's all words um that don't have any divine meaning in themselves <laughs> just kind of what what is attributed to them whereas in the past a lot of these symbols had a very root meaning to them so yeah, yeah that that one of the devil right like let's stamp the devil stamp on our freaking uh on our uh livestock you know what i mean we're like branded <laughs> Yeah, just like we brand our cows and just like apparently these people, you know, in charge of the world, they brand or like pimps will brand their hose. Right. <laughs> so. Yep. So we got a lot of that going on, too. This is super interesting and kind of strange. Yeah. Um, the the descendants of my favorite ones, the colonials, dude, the modular people. Right. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, like, imagine go back in time and imagine humanity like like back when i don't know like cyclops was a thing right because we only had one eye at that point and who's to say that they know what path any of the evolution we've undergone has gone so perhaps at one point it maybe it looked like this they maybe had the one eye (laughs) the one eye group you know and you had like several eye group and they like got together and then had like us two-eyed folk but we you know with two arms and instead of six or two legs and two feet instead of four weird anemone type feet and you know what I mean? We see a lot of this like Indian gods, right? Like four, six arms. Um, so it's, yeah, Ganesh, it's interesting yeah. to see that. Yeah, it's interesting to see a different kind of spin on this. And, and as well as the fact that they have these little cells that have their their like hairs coming off of them, right? Like, dude, I've got my eyebrows look like this some days. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and they sure. have them down here too. I mean, like in their in their like pubic region, right? They've got these things and it's clear that these are sensors of some kind. So it's just kind of interesting, dude. And the crazy thing is it's, it's, uh, it's like a digester unit and and that's what our bodies are, right? Like they take in energy from these weird chemical sources and like digest out and like flush out all of the waste. Like, so our bodies do everything that these creatures do. And and that's like the crazy part about all this is like, this is literally like a part of who we are. Um, uh, the, the only difference I think, though, is each of our cells uh, currently doesn't have a consciousness of its own, per se, you know, which I, I'm sure was terrifying for, you know, especially for the colonials. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? To not be able to move or do anything, but just kind of uh, 
absorb waste and excrete a different type of waste, which happened to be less wasteful, which is kind of interesting. It makes me wonder about is humanity here to scrub the planet? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, um, are we here to consume all of these wastes that they're, you know, putting in our water, aluminum, all this shit, right? What if that's a waste? And we are simply here to filter that shit out for the planet. Good point. That's <laughs> actually know? a really good point. Well, and then look at this, the idea, too, of these uh, colonials not being able to move. And it's like they almost can't really feel too much, even though obviously they were very aware of what was going on. These things can clearly move and they can they, they clearly have. So it's like an almost like an over evolution. They've got a bunch of eyes, a bunch of mouths. They've got a bunch of digits and limbs. Well, the crazy the thing colonials. about this is if you if you if you look at the colonials like like the grass kind of right, yeah, where yeah. each blade has its own thing, and then you look at these like trees, um, you know, it gets more complicated, more complex, and and oftentimes trees will have fungus coexisting with them and these different types of of life, you know what I mean, kind of stemming from their existence. So it's um, and often there's like a beneficial kind of you know co op relationship when it comes to you know plants and different things so super interesting this uh definitely made me rethink pterodactyls for sure you know what i mean um especially when you see their their homes behind them there uh there's a lot of caves and dwellings and shit like this in turkey which is very interesting like very very reminiscent of this type of structure where it would make sense that something that was airborne would live in these type of places because there's just sheer drop off from these these portals or from these doorways, especially in these uh, high mountain regions in like Turkey and they have these caves and shit. So, hey, man, what if at some point in the past humanity was such that that's the type of dwellings that they built because this is what they needed? You know what I mean? Um, Or in a tomorrow that happens right in the same stacked layer of a dimension that we're on um you know time is an interesting thing i i often think that time is the void not so much space like they try to tell us space is a void i think when you step out of time then you're in a void but uh, otherwise it doesn't i don't think it works that way and i think that's uh i've been rethinking a lot about uh the pictures and stuff they send us of different planets right yeah yeah i, I often wonder if there isn't like portals in our night sky that we consider as stars and, uh, you know, to jump through these portals, uh, human beings actually can't do that. Only data can flow through and possibly inorganic things. Um, so that's why we send these these things to these planets. Um, but we're no closer to, you know, sending people. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's interesting about that place in Turkey with with those uh, those structures there. The tattoos um, and things like that are pretty cool on that thing too. You know what I mean? It's just like an interesting idea. It shows culture, like you know, it shows yeah, yeah. culture and, and just, you know what I mean? Um, kind of a, an awareness of like of the others uh, in your community, especially when you're doing things like getting your hair did or getting tatted, you know what I mean? These, these social kind those of nails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to do them nails. And I mean, shoot, dude, who knows? They probably had their wings all tatted up or like they were like wraps for our well, cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Their chest. <laughs> it looks it, like dude. their pecs and their wings. You know what I mean? Some and stripes like some... little bells on little streamers and shit like my bicycle growing up. Hell yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. So, yeah. No, so that... we, we see that same behavior in people, you know, with their with their whips, right? <laughs> They're yeah. blinging up their whips or getting that paint job did. <laughs> Exactly, dude. Oh, and these man. are descendants of lopsiders, right? That was another one of the ones that I thought was really cool. And these remind me a lot of like lobsters and things, right? Or or like uh like just different weird crustaceans or spiders. 
right? Yeah. Like spiders have kind of a rearranged face compared to us, obviously. Um, We've got the eight legs. Yeah, it's it's trip. And then like the the weird number of uh of like man or like uh fingers or phalanges up front. This this is a really strange because it's a direct descendant of those flounder looking folk that we looked at last time. Lobsters, what, right? And they're called asymmetric. Is he calls them asymmetric noblemen, right? So this is a nobleman. Imagine what the freaking slaves and you know <laughs> look like, right? This is yeah, this is top genetics right here. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is freaking uh, eugenics dude this is like i mean you see this thing the face even it it literally looks like a shark a pig i mean right. you got, like ears that are different shapes it's just a cool thing dude like this the dude's uh you know his theories on things are second to his art in my opinion the art is just fascinating i don't know if he's channeling yeah, it's a, some it's dark ama- shit it's amazing yeah it, it really is interesting when you see inspiration breed these types of images this type of there's there's a lot of feeling um in these images it's very guttural and uh yeah yeah there's got to be drugs involved dude like whether it's psychedelics there's got to be something involved with the creation of the i wouldn't doubt the psychedelic thing um especially with like you know that being kind of a hip thing you know what i'm saying like like right now i mean dude even on my instagram right now it's like psychedelic fucking depression treatment you know like yeah what on instagram dude like and i'm relatively certain you can just go sign up for that shit well that's <laughs> so, maps that's that's maps it's a it's a pilgrim uh society organization it's a weird uh, deal dude they if yeah. you look up maps m-a-p-s um type in maps psychedelic research i know that this it's it's up to no good you know what i mean because they can influence you at, through those sessions and, and weaponizing psychedelics you. like charles yeah. manson you know what i mean yeah, hundred percent, dude. And you're gonna see a lot of people start to behave like we we're not gonna know when these sleepers are gonna these psychedelic sleepers are gonna awaken. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> people's minds are very malleable. We see that, you know, uh in, in what's going on in the world right now. Like you have to first uh establish like a convincing argument. Uh or no, you have to not first, but like you just have to like basically convince the masses of something like insignificant in order to earn their like trust about everything else you fucking spew so it's like what the hell you know uh these symbiotes are weird too dude they look like yeah absolutely lizard man or like uh like kind of like uh like a platypus almost yeah there's a weird kind of platypus element to this one here descendants of the parasites yeah, so I mean, dude, and this kind of speaks to me too about the way that people are right now, right? Like you've got you've got people that they're all brain, right? They're all cerebral, um, and they can't compute in a, in order to be social and and they don't like get that. anything done, R- right? And, and and then you have you know other people that are all body and that like their brain's just going for the ride, right? So um, some people do kind of look at like the brain as as like a taxing part of the body it uses a lot of fuel you know what i mean the brain uses a lot of fuel and if you're unable to express what's going on up here effectively you're just burning fuel for nothing so um it just kind of speaks to that dual nature of humanity too whereas we've got like maybe the brain is a parasite in a sense you know what i mean like it does seem to take away from the enjoyable animalistic nature of humanity um so yeah we we may very well be some type of symbiote uh slash colonial 
you know, uh, and then you see those, those dudes that go out on the weekends and go, uh, wind sail surfing or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're just all yeah. about it, dude. They don't ever come out of the water. Um, Weekend you know, warriors, dude. Yes. And, and this is like very representative of that, that surfer bro lifestyle, right? Like these people just evolved these sailors. They just evolved to be out on the ocean all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think at some point they kind of evolved, de-evolved their flight capabilities in lieu of, um, you know, like a skimming kind of action they have here, which interesting. is super interesting. Um, and again, it's reminiscent of, of pterodactyls and, and of bones and things we find on the earth. And so that's super crazy. Um, and they evolved like tongue hands, which is <laughs> freaking wild, dude. Yeah. And they came from the finger fishers, too. That was one that we talked about in the first episode. Yes. And these next ones are the descendants of the hedonists. It reminds me of Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> with a microphone right yeah dude kinda, are they singing <laughs> yeah, wow is, yeah an audience goes wild as the performer <laughs> hits the climax of the song such events are everyday part in the uh satiric satiriac so like satyr like the satyr uh but also like satire yeah comedians was, right exactly so nuts dude um that that we have we have all of these types of people and it, it never ceases to blow my mind looking at these images of humanity, right? Um, because every time I look at one of these, I have an instant connection to a person I've met or have seen, um, like in this in this case here. Super crazy, wow. dude. Anthony Kiedis, the satiriac, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great... I mean, dude, it is kind of interesting to think that each one of these things can, you know, directly be related. If you just sat down and you thought about it enough, you could find oh, yeah. something this that is fits just, each one of these. This is just off off the top of my head. Like, you know, um, you know me, Ryan, I don't sit and, and plan anything out. So, so you know, <laughs> but uh, um, this is interesting. Uh, this reminds me, of course, of South Park when you have the crab people. Right? Exactly. And, and these guys are xenophobes, like hardcore, like agoraphobic xenophobes. Like they don't want nothing to do with anybody. They don't trust anyone. And And we have people like this on Earth everywhere just don't trust anyone like no i'm gonna fucking lock myself away and and be proud to be fucking insignificant and hide and and you know what i mean scurry away whenever the lights come on uh uh, reminiscent of like roaches as well as people when when the light becomes shed on a situation that makes people uncomfortable they fucking scatter (laughs) you know and and, uh yeah these bug-faced people are are those hats are interesting too Right. It's oh God. It speaks of like uh, what they want us to believe is uh, royalty, um, or something. not just royalty, but like Leonardo da Vinci in the uh, what's that period of time? Um, the Renaissance, the Renaissance. Right. Right. So so uh, it, uh, to me, like looking at this Renaissance style hat and everything, it, it's kind of suggestive that like perhaps during the Renaissance, uh, humanity was shut off to whatever else was going on. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, well, and, look at the obelisks, being, right? Yeah. Right, but those see they're buried also. So, like oh, after that, maybe, maybe you know, after the ruin haunters, or and when you say after about any of these things, you got to realize like time is is just a dimension. So you can break outside of that, and then all of a sudden, all of these things become possible. Um, like here's another interesting thing with the thing on its head, right? It's kind of like similar to to that that Osi- or, uh, isis or osiris uh, isis that, yeah good yeah. catch yeah so so that's the crazy thing is like you see this like transposition of these symbols and these different things uh, also there's 
you know, a Delta there and there's, you know, weird stuff going on. And so, yeah, this is the evolved uh, one of, of the one we were speaking about earlier. And I mean, look at that hell evolved sphincter, right? Yeah. I and mean, there's some porn stars that wish they could have something like yeah, that. I mean, on. hey, I'm right there with them. <laughs> right. Look at those feet too, dude. So is this thing, does this thing swim? Because I think those, those feet fin things just deflect the, uh, the flatulence, man. Like those are, or those use are it fins. as like, Rotary. Yeah, yeah, those are fart fins, bro. Wow. <laughs> so you know those people that like to scoop their farts and throw them at you? Yeah, I'm yeah, one of they're them. Prob- <laughs> they're probably related to this uh advanced spacer. <laughs> Which one are what are these ones called though? I didn't quite catch. Uh that. I think that because uh, I didn't get asteromorphs. Are they the asteromorph? Yeah, asteromorphs. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're interstellar. This is very reminiscent of gray aliens. And the crazy thing about grays is a lot of the times you'll hear from people reporting them that they don't actually walk. They, they just kind of float. Um, it's like so a that's third pretty chest strange. eye too. Like, you know, or like, like I don't know. I, that made me think of uh, Iron Man when, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's gotta be technology. Like, uh-huh. and that's how he's like, instead of having to fart all the time when they're like in atmosphere, maybe they just kind of have a little tech boost. Like a little solar <laughs> power situation type thing. Yeah, or like just a little freaking marble that holds a universe that powers all their shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that really seems to be the case, man. The further down we break like atoms and find these particles, the more we find it just goes on and on. So we're probably could, just on an electron, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that, honestly. It seems like we are kind of on autopilot right now as a civilization. There's no one really at the wheel. <laughs> Definitely. That's yeah, the stories are unraveling, and it's it's going to be up to us to create the new story. Uh, you know, unless, and, you know, people have done this in the past, but allow these maniacs to create the story. Um, hopefully there's enough of us to stand up and decide what we want our future to look like and make that happen. So we don't end up, in a situation where things like these gravitals come into play. And this is like a, a gravity uh, defying freaking st- like metallic orb thing uh, that houses consciousness. So this is, this is like where humanity's going. If Neuralink and all that shit fucking, uh, you know what I mean? Like comes into play super hard and it's very reminiscent of like the matrix, you know, you've got these, these things that, um and and the weird thing i keep thinking about this when i look at this right now is um maybe the moon is like a dead gravital right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it reminds me of the death star you know what i mean and that's what like the moon kind of represents and if i'm if i'm understanding this right this happened again after another weird situation goes down right like another extinction level event you get the second galactic empire and that reminds you of star wars again and dune like you mentioned but yeah, dude, it does have some serious moon symbolism in here. I mean, you get like light tower looking things in the background, uh, it's, little it's dead nuts, trees. Man. And, and, you know, the moon ringing like a bell when they when they drop that lander on it. You know, um, I, I just Gina, more and more there, it's, it seems artificial, especially with that lunar wave thing going on. I don't well, know if not- you've seen that, but that's wild, dude. Like, <laughs> And to see that filmed by several different people at different times and it's always kind of on a cycle like a weird cycle so that's weird um just it really speaks of like electronics you know what i mean or what we know as electronics well in the but, hollowness um, alone you know i mean it's provably hollow you know what i mean yeah so that- those those craters should be way deeper hey so supposedly on march 4th uh coming up here uh, there's going to be one of those spacex rockets going to slam into the moon supposedly 
the day um, before my birthday, dude. I'm fucking. The, the crazy thing is, is this is right after the movie Moonfall comes out. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, well, what's going on here? I wonder if that was planned. <laughs> oh, everything is planned. You know, you know this, Ryan. Everything is planned, dude. Um, and, and here's the crazy thing about this: like the machine invasion happens. Uh, you know, um, and again, from the point of view of the narrator of this book, everything is in the past by like a billion years. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This doesn't mean like the machine invasion is going to happen. It could very well wind up being something like the Matrix 4, where we work alongside some machines in an effort to, you know, be better than other machines. I, you know how uh, breakaway civilizations tend to work out. I mean, yeah. there definitely was one in the 1940s when it came to where all the uh, high up Germans went. Right. So they just took off to the outlying lands or Antarctica and and yeah, look at this, dude. Uh, this machine war, like lays waste and devastation, right? And, and like these giant just platforms come down. Kind of reminds me of like Mario Brothers, yep. right? You got to go jump all the way up the platforms to get to the castle in the sky and fucking battle it out with that <laughs> that boss level entity up there. Bowser. Um, yeah, and you got these weird laser things that were kind of like those lasers that would spin around. You had to jump over them, you know, or the little fire balls that would spin in a circle and you got to jump over them. So maybe yeah, at yeah. some point in the past, there was a lot of evasion of platforms and shit going on. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah dude. machines, dude. It's interesting to think about in this kind of a world where, uh, you know, as crazy and as, as gross as all these creatures may look to us. There's a good and a bad side. I mean, that, that's just part of anything that's alive. There is something good and bad for the most part, right? Even in the animal kingdom, there are instances of this, right? There's needless killing. People say that like humans are the only ones that actually murder needlessly. Animals do that shit all the time, dude. You know what I mean? They'll beat each other up for not just for a mate, not just for breeding purposes. They'll just do it just for the fuck of it, dude. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the channel, uh, nature is metal. Uh, on instagram but i mean it's just graphic animal fights and just things that just there's no rhyme or reason why these things are going at it they're just doing it because it's part of every living thing's dna to fight and to be better chaos is a real thing you know it's it's uh you know it takes different ways to manifest but but chaos is real and alive inside of all of us dude that's you know if you consider yourself like a righteous light bearing person you will still have those chaotic thoughts and and you know what i mean um motivations and shit um so yeah even in the animal kingdom people are stupid if they think that packs of dogs don't self-regulate their statuses and shit amongst each other because that's that's 100 not true they do you know what i mean they regulate their social uh standing uh between themselves and and here we are as humans trying to fucking interfere with every other creature or every other group of humans uh, you know, social squabbling and shit. We really just need to mind our own, <laughs> mind Damn our own. Business. You know what I mean? This is an interesting image too, Randy. It, again, reminds me of Baphomet for some reason. Uh, you have the DNA coils between the legs here. Um, there's something weird again. Well, look I at get... the feet, dude. Those feet are very almost goat-like, right? Like they're, they're cloven hooves. Of, yeah, yeah, they're kind of different. And uh, and then you have like what could be looked at as like. I don't know, androgynous or multi-genital creature here, yep. uh, you know, and, uh, and, and so I guess these are, you know, you have those xenophobic uh, bug facers, right? Um, they, they kind of started on their own, started messing with genetics. So each of these, each of these groups of like post subhumans, you know, the second generation 
things that they all seem to, once the queue was gone, they start doing the same shit the queue did and disrupting their own uh, genetics, bloodlines, kind of like humanity is doing to itself right now, right? Like we don't need an outside influence from the queue or other entities to come in and genetically fuck with us because we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, these things also start doing it to themselves. And what do you uh, think really quick, what the significance is between this hand being more closed, this hand being open again, I, I don't know, but you have three and three, which is 33. And, um, you know, I've already talked to you about, about like this guy being a pretty much a sellout. Um, and, and what do we have? How many fingers on, on the hands? Oh, seven. That's different. Seven on this one, three or four on that one. So there's, there's always, almost always, uh, numerological, um, like reasoning behind a lot of like this art and stuff, you know, cause this guy could have stopped at six fingers, right? Why did he go to seven? Yeah. Um, so that's weird. Uh, it could be because it, it ties into uh, seven multiplies into 42, which is number of chromosomes uh, in, in like ancient uh, human DNA, apparently like the stuff we cannot figure out, like, Oh, is that, um, is that, a human remain with that enlarged skull. Um, apparently these things have like less chromosomes than we do. I think we have 40, 46 and these things that we're finding had 42. So uh, there's a lot of weird numerological stuff and the people that get into gematria can go any direction with that shit and find something. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't, we won't like lean on that too hard right now, but um, this is super interesting though. It reminds me of, of uh, kind of just, uh, like again with these these ships that that when people get abducted they feel like the ship is alive when they're when they're on these these alien craft and, and this seems very similar to that right here this thing is obviously like alive if it uh maybe it's like a modification of the of the tool breeders how they but this is very interesting like so you have uh mammoths and stuff that maybe have helped build the the pyramids and we have you know kind of primordial domish structures back here very weird stuff well this <laughs> does look really strange. alive too like amoeba well and you, i mean it looks like a sperm kind of or a brain stem i mean this kind of looks like a brain that looks like a spinal cord but then you get this idea too that this is a mouth on this craft and then you've got the eyeballs you've got the nose it, and it's sitting right next to something that's clearly alive and it kind of gives you that idea and then you look at the background i don't know if you've seen like the gorillas albums were you a fan of the gorillas a little bit, yeah. I've, I've heard of them and, and dabbled. It's been a long time since I've really looked into any of their stuff. But yeah, the the artwork is it's, like this... it's odd. And, and like the the weird thing about this artwork is it does it does it not seem familiar? And, it does. And, and, and it that's does. And that's probably what you're like driving towards with the the gorillas reference. Is like, dude, when when you look at certain things and they feel familiar, I, I really really lean a lot towards that being a real thing and for a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're born, all our memories are wiped away. I, I was talking to uh, to someone yesterday about that. Like, you know, it, it serves a purpose because when we enter our, our infant body, the capacity is not there to think. So imagine how crazy you would go if you had all your memories from past lives and we're in the body of an infant. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, w- that would be its own kind of hell. Um, so maybe it is better that we're, we're able to re- uh, remember a little bit at a time. Um, yeah. Yeah, deja vu will drive you crazy. Imagine if you're just constantly living through deja vu, like you know, nonstop. It, or or you get anything all of these, done. These emotions and thoughts and everything in your brain, but no no language to tie it to because yeah, your mind hasn't evolved any kind of language or, or processing 
coping skills, you know, but this is, this is really interesting here, Ryan, when it talks about, um, you know, the other machines and, and, you know, this is uh, not the most common thought when it comes to machines. Often it's like Terminator status. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of all or nothing. They're going to, if we build them, they will kill us kind of thing. And this is suggesting that, that maybe uh, some of these machines developed, uh, you know, um, developed uh, souls or like personalities uh, that were more apt to like, I don't know, work with, cooperate with, and, and kind of coexist peacefully with these other entities. Um, so when people are like real scared about the, the way AI is going, you know, and, and all of that sort of thing, I, I often wonder and think that for as many bad things as are coming from uh, AI and, and, you know, the, the drive towards technology, technological kind of uh, understanding, like on all fronts, like these, these things that they're connecting to, like, you know, these evil powers that be these dark arts connections that they're making through these black mirrors or whatever they're doing right. Um, through CERN or whatever it is. They're also just based on the rule of the universe. There's yin and yang, right? So you would have these negative entities or um, consciousness that are trying to, you know, push society one way. So you would have, you would basically have to have a a light side of it. Right. Um, And uh, so, you know, that's another thing that like Gematria is, is suggestive of is, is of the light ghost in the machine. Like we see a lot about the dark ghost in the machine. Yeah. you know um uh but not enough about the light side of things very interesting dude it's a it's a fascinating concept the last one that we were looking at here it, it just reminded me for some reason of like egyptian pharaohs i don't know why like this is drawn onto this tablet is what it looks like clearly it's hugging it but it just looks like something that you'd see well, in, yeah like, and the crazy tablets. thing about those egyptian tablets uh yeah. is is they're all like like that black slate uh you know what i mean like that that really deep black marble and, you know, if you know anything about crystals and stuff like this holds, holds energy, it holds obsidian. You know I mean? Is that what you're talking about? Or, um, or it's like a, like a smoky quartz or like a black marble okay. um, and marble, basically marble is just a super hard rock that has quartz in it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it could be hugging this thing that looks like a tombstone to us, but uh, you know, and this is a, a stretch, but perhaps tombstones at some point in the past were links and doorways to actually communicate with our dead loved ones yeah i don't think that's a stretch at all i think that you know the same way that death uh is a negative to us here in the modern times it could be a positive thing to like the old world you know like this is not uh this is not the end it's just something it's the next chapter right and maybe that's what that thing was kind of hinting at right and you know they used to use wooden boxes uh and not steel ones right to to bury you in and and stuff like that. So I think there's something to the fact that they're entombing us uh, in in these boxes that don't allow us to become one again with with the earth, right? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of interesting too. Um, these asteromorphs too. I think that's what this guy is right here. Um, yeah, see, that's that fully evolved sphincter, and this reminds me of an of what people think of when they when they talk about angels or like the shape of an angel, right? Like if you just saw the light profile and didn't see the leg the legs and you know what i mean the weird appendages and stuff um you know it would be kind of reminiscent of the silhouette of an angel with with wings right and just this kind of outline so if you just look at the outline of this thing in the light um 
you know, if that thing came to you and started beaming thoughts into your mind, like uh, psychokinetically, right, just telling you things, and all you saw was this light shroud, like this profile, um, you know, you might think something like an asteromorph was an angel, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, so it's, it's, it's crazy. And apparently, they, they, these are the things that don't interfere, right? Like, they just, um, they, well, apparently, it says here, they, they produce terrestrial versions of their own kind to regulate the galaxy. And that's kind of like this drone situation we have when it comes to gray aliens. You know, we often hear that there's like a hierarchy of, of aliens and, and there's like the grays that are like the foot soldiers, you know, and then you have like the ones with the larger brains that are also smaller that are in charge. Sometimes there's lizards in charge. So like we see a lot of these different uh, phenotypes, I guess you could call them. Um, or like stereotypes and nowadays right like nowadays we call it a stereotype because we're all supposedly one species but back then they were like more like phenotypes they were different families yeah and and uh so so yeah the terrestrial spacers or simply the terrestrials might be like a previous human right because we we are terrestrials um you know we have massive energy consuming brains that don't make sense in the animal world we live in so you know if if we are a spawn of these asteromorphs or of these angels right like we're also told in the bible the watchers come down blah 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 procreation uh human human spawn um uh, spliced with humans you know what i mean um and so consider the asteromorphs to maybe be angels and the terrestrial spacers to maybe be a previous version of us um, well, and these little the, tasks that they would try and like feed to these terrestrial spacers, it didn't always work out according to plan. Like you said, you know, the idea that these angels are trying to guide these uh, or these uh, what are they called? The asteromorphs trying to guide these terrestrial spacers in the right direction doesn't always work out because these terrestrial spacers have their own minds. It's kind of like, you know, God or the creator or whatever, maybe the universe trying to guide us in the right direction. But we're too damn stubborn. And we just don't want to listen, dude. And that's kind right. of just the vibe that I get just from looking at. Yeah, hundred percent. Right and it's just it's amazing how each of these these pictures, these these phrases Physical. that we're paraphrasing, dude. This all speaks so very loudly to me when it comes to the world we live in now. Um, and, and this is also this is a different spacer, right? Like a later uh, evolution here that we're looking at, um, and, and it's it almost looks like it's a spawn of like the swimmer and the asteromorph kind of, if you kind of co-breeded them. And again, you have this octopus situation here, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, Hey, perhaps, perhaps out in the void of space, right. Let's just humor ourselves and believe that the void of space exists. There's weightlessness. <laughs> um, I personally believe that it's probably something more like a, a fluid, like a water. That's um, I'm right there with you. You know, uh, the waters above and then seeing these rockets, hit whatever's up there and make wakes in the sky. You know what I mean? Like what the hell's going on there? Yeah. Um, there's something to that. And so, yeah, if you were out there in that, you you would want to evolve something a lot closer to what we see here. And um, it's kind of interesting that the shape of the eye here, um, it's like a, isn't that wild? Yeah. I mean, and- octopi have very strange eyes too. And they're, and they're kind of, kind of weird like that and i don't know if that's an ear hole or what right back there but that's, i hear you so that's kind of reminiscent of like a dolphin or something they don't have ears they just have like this little indentation uh so that's nuts and these are these are spacers a type of spacer so you know imagine if humanity does get out in space right like moving from this point forward they get out in space and you know they already say 
again, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like NASA or anything, but they say that, you know, the bone density decreases and, um, you know, the muscles deteriorate and stuff if you're out in space for too long. And um, so you would have a situation very similar to this after extended periods of time, man. Um, you know, with all of the uh, all the shit you keep in your colon, right, it would distend. <laughs> hey, dude, I just <laughs> without got a gravity. Yeah, I without just... gravity to pull it out, bro. Look at you would be looking at, you know purple sock on the outside you know what i mean dude, like, i how? just freaking did a freaking uh colonic dude and that shit was nuts man the stuff that comes out you know what i mean i'm gonna do more of them because it was so satisfying when it was done and and i you know not to cut you off with uh shit talk <laughs> no no it's all good but this thing dude <laughs> it reminds it. me it reminds me of a fetus dude like when you see you know young versions like the scientific images and, of, and of they're what floating a baby... right like they're floating yeah. in that in that uh uh, that fluid, uh, that oxygen rich kind of trippy fluid. Like, have you ever seen um, The Abyss? You know what I mean? With Ed Harris. Um, no. And, and uh, so in that movie, it's a, like a late 80s movie. They go to the bottom of the ocean. The only way to go out into the bottom of the ocean and be able to breathe air is to breathe it through a fluid that's like a prenatal fluid. So they, they breathe this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, imagine in space. You don't need to evolve to gravity, right? So you don't you don't grow the way we do. You would grow more like a fetus, like losing control. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like a crazy fucking fetus with however limbs would just kind of drift out everywhere. Because apparently with plants in space, they have a hard time. Like the root structures don't want to grow right because they don't have any gravity pulling them down. So they just kind of grow out everywhere. Uh, so that could be a problem unless you were conditioned uh you know to live that way and looked like a crazy space fetus right <laughs> yeah exactly dude it's a weird concept and then you get more into this where it looks more like neural channel channels or nerves of some kind yeah and... this is like a splice between like machinery and 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 organic uh nature it seems like yeah. um and it's it's weird because you know if you look at the bottom of the ocean um a lot of these like crazy creatures that live down there Dude, they're very reminiscent of, they look machinic or, you know, they look yeah, like machinery yeah. in a sense um, because like, they'll just be clear with just like skeletons, right. And weird lights and shit. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I know that there's chemical process, they're biological, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, just look at it a little bit differently, right? Like these things at the bottom of the ocean are completely different than the things up at the top. Um, but they're a lot the same, just like we see things like, oh, shit, there's snakes in the ocean. You know what I mean? Some of the most deadliest snakes are water snakes. And then Any, like anything that can live down with under that much pressure constantly, it's not going to look like anything recognizable to us, dude. You know what I mean? If you're if you're even 100 feet down in the ocean, there, there's oh, yeah, it gets so much weird. pressure. It gets real weird real quick once yeah. you get, start going down. And um, and that's the thing, like, like people don't seem to understand is like, like density and pressure is key. It's I mean. I think gravity is a, is a product of density, if that makes sense. Um, sure. You know, because, you know, the, the higher up you go, supposedly the less gravity there is. And what, and you get to a certain point where, where gravity is not even a thing if you go high enough, supposedly. So, so that would speak to it being a matter of density of a matter of how much air you have sitting on top of you is pushing you down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of not the other way around. Um, yeah. But who knows, man, I've never been to space. I would love to, but I think maybe, you know, when I 
cross that void, I will I will go check out space for a bit before I reincarnate. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> just go drift around in the void a little. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. And then it, you know the stuff that this guy's getting into right here ties in perfectly with what you're saying. For a time, all men's were all men were gods, and I like how this is written. But from our, but in parentheses or in uh, you know, uh, what is this? Yeah, parentheses. He's got a Y, so yeah, R quickly becomes your if you just throw a Y on it, right? From our vantage point, it's it's just completely different, dude. You know, and and it's kind of cool to think about the idea that like where are we sitting in the galaxy, where are we sitting in the universe, we see things this certain way. And I mean, dude, it's just cool, dude. It's cool to think about, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll never go to space, Randy. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're not in this uh, incarnation, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But but to consider it, I mean, shit, dude, aren't we already there? I mean, just having this conversation, yeah, yeah. man, painting these pictures, looking at these pictures in my, you know, and and using my mind to think about them, it's a different type of of experiencing space. But I, in my opinion, it's just as valid. Cyberspace. Um, you know, yeah, well, I mean, not just that, but like, like the space of imagination, right? Um, but the, the, the crazy thing is, um, the, this is the weird part here. This is the return to earth, right? <laughs> at the, at the very end of everything. And if you, if you scroll up briefly there, um, so by the time of earth's rediscovery, humans have diverged considerably from their ancestral forms. So, Imagine from the the perspective of like a spacefarer coming back to Earth after extended period, right? After maybe leaving and maybe Earth was fucking uninhabitable, right? When this electrical event happened and petrified everything, you know, um, maybe this shit was just unlivable. So humanity left <laughs> and, and left things to just kind of happen. Uh, so the genetics for humanity was already here on Earth. It was already, you know, uh, but like in that movie, uh, after earth with will smith's son and his son and himself um you know earth evolved to uh essentially be like an alien planet where it wasn't wasn't kind to to humans so they had to come and implement human dna into an ape species in order to bring it back to this planet so um that's super crazy dude and and these ships again these ships look uh like some form of organic life almost it looks like, like a, a like a walrus or something right here yeah, or some kind of a, a giant one-celled creature. And, like, it's uh, it's crazy when you start thinking about spacecraft and stuff. Um, there's a, a lot of information that, that supposes that these these craft that a lot of these beings have um, that's able to travel, like, interdimensionally actually have a mind and a consciousness of their own, and that's how they travel through time. Similar to how, like, a yogi or a Akashic record reader will will literally uh, take on an astral form and, and find this information. They will take on a, an astral form on behalf of those riding inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's pretty nuts, man. Wow. I mean, dude, this is an interesting little, little book, dude. I mean, you know, I don't know. How did you come across this again? Um, Dude, I, it just popped up randomly. Um, like like on my my youtube uh i was looking for something else completely i forget what i was even looking at um i think i might have been looking at lord of the ring shit um you know because i'm i'm looking into like the politics in lord of the rings the way things transpire and and the the correspondence between what's going on here on earth i've found a lot of like corresponding uh topographical things like with the maps and shit for middle earth yeah there's a lot there that that's suggestive of like both 
uh, Scythia and Tartaria and uh, even like Lunham, which is very similar to London. Uh, so there's there's a lot of like, oh man, just weird copies, weird transpositions of our reality in a lot of these tales. And so I was looking into Lord of the Rings stuff and then like this popped up. So I was like, uh, yeah, I want to take a look because I'm always curious about different ideas of what aliens are, um, especially since I had an experience where, you know, I went out and did one of those CE5 things and basically called the manifested fucking lights in the sky. So so there's I know there's something beyond, uh, you know, beyond machinery that in, that aliens involve. Um, yeah. and, and then, like, after looking into this and seeing all these different like aspects of humanity and imagining from this point of view, like, dude, what if a couple hundred years ago, whatever, boom, they just got back, right? Like, they just fucking got back. <laughs> Humanity just got back. And, and they're like, what the fuck happened here, dude? Like, shit's all, all fucked up. And there's all these animals, or maybe not a couple hundred, but uh, several, several 20, 30,000 years ago, right? When these Anunnaki supposedly came and, like, reseeded the earth. Um, you know, what if the genetics were already here and the Anunnaki just, you know, sent these electrical signals or however they do kind of like Frankenstein, maybe they zapped the planet. That's what this big event was. And then fucking boom, you know what I mean? Humanity come, comes out of it or like all these different types of animals come out of it. Um, yeah. Because there was like a weird start from scratch kind of thing that happened, uh, you know, probably prior to what we know as Atlantis uh, because there's nothing, nothing told about the time before right there's there's really nothing but tales uh of you know the time when arcanum was king and you know what i mean and and magic ruled and and all this stuff um personally i think that magic was a a huge thing in this world prior to a lot of precious elements being mined out of it um and uh you know there's something to uh to the magic that that like these kind of like kryptonite uh you know you put kryptonite around superman and it makes him normal uh, but think about the opposite, right? If you had a kryptonite that was instead uh, imbuing humanity with with power or crystals that were vibrating on a certain certain frequency that we were able to tap in better uh, than we can today. Um, there's got you know, there's so references to that and other things, too. If you've ever seen the movie Heavy Metal, and I know you have the uh, with the Lochnar. I mean, you, yeah, you get this yeah. And, and so, yeah, this this like. Uh, this thing about about mining and, and just the mass like wholesale just rape of the earth that is like the only thing that comes up from the, the land previous or, or you know what I mean the era previous to Atlantis and it's possible that Atlantis used this technology derived from raping the planet mm. to establish itself and and you know to become like the dominant you know one world the old world order you know what I mean um so so that's a possibility and and then like people often wonder well shit like how does the moon stay in the sky if it is a ship um just put it out there if it is <laughs> maybe yeah. it's because there's a certain element like in avatar called unob- unobtainium they call it right <laughs> uh and and this material was localized beneath the great world tree no. so uh you know so perhaps Perhaps that's why the North Pole's magnetic because the world tree was once there. And perhaps that's why there's suggestions that there's a portal or like an inside of the earth. Wow. Maybe that shit was all mined out, bro. Like we don't, we don't really know. We're not given a lot of information when it comes to a thing, but we can theorize all day and have some really cool ideas about it. 
Well, but that's I, one. That's I really strange. think that, that, yeah, like the North Pole, dude, is magnetic because it's like the remnant of something. Um, Stephen King sure. talks about it like a dark tower, right? Uh, there's the dark tower in Stephen King that keeps the underworld at bay, basically, right? And that's the kind of same suggestion we have about the world tree, Um was kind of keeping the darkness away right it was kind of keeping these evil things they would pop up from time to time like in fairy tales like an evil entity would pop up and be vanquished you know once in a while these things would happen and they would be vanquished and all would be good but then uh you know at some point like fucking you know the marines come in and cut down the world tree and then boom our defenses are gone right like this whole whole worldly energy is just gone and everyone's like what the fuck happened um no and then if you look at it through the lens of this book man it, it's all been humanity <laughs> you know it, it's it was never an alien species that came to mine our world it was just us <laughs> wow <laughs> you know dude, it's crazy man one thing before we we wrap up here randy and and by the way dude thanks so much for just getting into this with me because this is an incredible thing i know you're a little under the weather here oh no it's all good dude it's all good i've been minding my p's and q's and and not buying into the bullshit um, yeah i mean because we we have be all we have all had a uh fucking middle of january negative 10 outside uh sinus issue before and for it to be like demonized <laughs> like it is well, i've never had that because i've never been in negative 10 degree weather but oh yeah but no dude so check this out man if you look at these pictures upside down and i encourage anyone to go and look at the latter half of the book of these pictures upside down they're very interesting. That's why I was tilting my head one way and I kind of turned the the laptop uh, huh. sideways. You get a different idea of what these are. And that's kind of interesting, right? I mean, like this. And, this and one what, especially looks like it's got a lot more going on in an upside down nature. I mean, not even. I mean, all of these, dude, all of the later ones. This is this is very interesting upside down. And then you get into more of them. That just looks like a different creature upside down. Right. Every single one of the ones in the later half here, that does too, believe it or not. All of these ones, when you look at them upside down, this, I mean, it looks like those are legs and that's the sphincter instead of the other way around. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just a weird deal, dude. So, and what made me think of that was that skull being upside down uh, right here. So, you know, and that's like a little thing feeding into the brain or whatever. But dude, it's just, uh, it's a crazy in-depth book. Before we head out, Randy. Plug your stuff again, dude. I really, really oh, appreciate yeah, right, this. Right on. Yeah, no worries, Ryan. I, I dig this, man. This is awesome. It, it's a great uh, uh, reprieve, um, you know, to, to look at things a little differently and to step outside of, of the freaking ridiculous shit that's being spewed at us all day long. And, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to give others uh, an opportunity to take a fucking hour or two off to yourself and think yeah, of dude. something a little bit different, you know, and, and don't get so caught up in everything going on because at the end of the day, what matters is, is your energy and what you're able to take for your own experience, you know? So, so look into some fantasy, right? Look into some sci-fi. Nerd you know, out. Open, open, nerd open your out. mind a little. Yeah, nerd out. Play some Magic the Gathering and shit, dude. You know, <laughs> drop 200 bucks on some cards, dude. You there know you what know. I mean? <laughs> it'll, it'll allow you to, you know, value your perspective. Uh, you know, it's allowed me to, to, to look at these different fantasies and go, all right, what can I gain from these things? What can I share with the world about these that they maybe haven't, considered before um, or maybe they have considered them you know what i mean I, i'm not a, a hater either way but uh you can find me on instagram at random fracts and you can find me uh 
Red Thread podcast on most major uh, platforms except Apple. So I'll worry about that when the time comes. But I'm on iHeartRadio now. So, you know, if you're one yeah. of those Kiss FM people, you can find me there too. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Randy. Well, dude, this is, this is awesome, man. And of course, both parts are on my YouTube uh, you know, tiny little YouTube channel that I've got, but uh, you know, Randy's going to post both these episodes on his audio feed. I'll probably do the same. I'll put them on my audio feed too. Hopefully it'll direct. Some yeah. People I'm going to build an and... Odyssey page here soon. Good. I don't want to be on YouTube. Um, You know, I'll either do an Odyssey or a bit shoot page. Bit shoots a pain in the ass from what I understand to upload to for some reason. Do um, uh, rumble too. I'm, I'm rumble. Trying, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well. So I'll just probably set up a rumble just for, you know, because I like to have uh, uh, some visual things too. And without going and posting my shit only on Spotify, like video, um, you know, I kind of want to have a little bit broader of a reach than that. And like bit shoot and rumble and odyssey, like you're pretty much free, free platforms, free thinking platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd rather try to start getting behind these platforms that are still hopefully going to be around after uh you know all is said and done with these fucking maniacs we're trying to oust right now and um you know it's it's don't let anybody tell you otherwise man each individual one of us is making a difference in our daily lives the way we approach things and handle things yeah so dude. you know uh to take that moment for yourself and relax and enjoy this particular show or not they're the part one and and breathe and allow yourself you know give yourself some grace because we are all all of these fucking different types of people in one <laughs> you know what i mean so also hopefully you can give some grace to your neighbor when they behave like a a hedonist just watching so many people are colonials dude so many people are spectators in this world and yeah, that's and the they're, thing. all they're doing is processing waste for the planet right <laughs> they're <laughs> they're just drinking up that fluoride and and our bodies absorb it so we are uh we are literally all of these subhuman uh human uh entities you know so so yeah, definitely definitely worth looking into uh you know read the book um audiobooks out there on on youtube uh but you you seem to gain i seem to gain a little more by flipping through the pages and, and, and looking at the creatures look. yeah yeah and and just ponder you know allow yourself some time uh and, and when i say these things to the world allow yourself to i'm telling myself just so people out there understand like this is how i get through to myself is to tell you all out there <laughs> to dive in and and look at yourselves and and be you know open and forgiving and delightful people man as we're all at the end of the day we're all just a mix mix and match of all of these fucking crazy aspects yeah, of humanity well, last thing I'm going to ask you here, Randy, favorite creature. I'm going to tell you right now, mine's the Colonials. Oh, yours are the Colonials. I, I'm kind of big on the uh, the tool breeders, dude. Like, like I, I've been looking at dolphins and, and sea creatures, you know, um, sea mammals a lot differently since I saw this thing a, a couple of years ago about dolphins possibly being psychic and being able to heal you psychically, um, but have also like abducted people, these weird dolphin species have abducted people and communicated with them that they're just on this earth observing so that's interesting oh. and then when this book like well i didn't notice this book when it came out back in 06 or whatever um but you know in noticing this book i'm like wow that's super interesting and then the part where they're they're breeding their tools is, is super cool so like it just it speaks to a different way of, of existing and if you've ever looked at like some of the old structures on earth they almost look alive right like um like uh those old indian temples and stuff uh, they look like flowers um or like coral even you know um 
it, so it's it's very interesting um just that whole like tool breeding kind of swimmer type that that then maybe evolves into like the space faring group so yeah i think tool breeders is is going to be probably just because i can identify the least with it <laughs> so so you know what i mean i'm going to go with that one as like a whimsical favorite you know wow Inter- well yeah and that's the same thing i mean like the the reason that i like the colonials so much it's a terrifying concept to just be stuck in time and you have no purpose in life other than just siphling through fucking waste. And I think that's what a lot of people feel like, you know what I mean? A lot of people. And, um, and so it's like, it's more important for those people that feel like that trapped, just waste consuming machine to, to allow yourselves uh, to same here to allow myself an opportunity to think differently. Um, because at the end of the day, we have, all we are, are is a compilation of our thoughts. Right. So, exactly. so, I mean, if you can shift off of that, like kind of like we did here, shift for a couple hours into a different mode of thinking. Um, that's a huge asset, especially like this day and age with all the fucking bullshit going on. And yeah. uh, you know um, yeah, just uh, it was awesome. Awesome time, Ryan. I'm glad you were it's great, down dude. to do this with me, dude. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, more other weird little uh, things popping up in life like this one did just random. Like I was like, oh, what are we what are Ryan and I going to touch on, man? I want to give the people something, something that they'll enjoy. That's maybe a little different. Uh, and and this just spoke to me. So, you know, I just keep an ear out to to spirit and and, you know, my higher self or source or God or the divine, whatever, you know. And this is the thing that I hope people are starting to understand is no matter what we call these things, consciousness uh you know what i mean vitality it's all the same thing dude yeah <laughs> and, and dude, no matter crazy. what we call each other we are all human man we are not so different as these creatures in this in this book are exactly from each other we are a lot more similar uh than these creatures and a lot of these ones got along with each other so think about that right hey man that's some fucking food for thought and we'll end on that <laughs> randy i really right on, really appreciate this dude this was a blast Something I never would have done if you didn't bring this to my attention. So I really, really appreciate it. I encourage everyone to go and check out Random Randy, the Red Thread podcast, right? So, I mean, we got, uh, we got some things, dude. And this is a, this is a new podcaster coming out into this uh, whole world and he's got some interesting things to share, guys. So check it out. And uh, again, Randy, thank you. And dude, have a great night, man. Yeah. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good night.